Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Ad Mail. This is Adam Bergman. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone, Adam Bergman here, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. Welcome to another episode of Ad Mail. Got three great questions for you today from Twitter, YouTube, and from a client of IRA Financial. So I'm going to tackle a variety of topics, one on tax structure of an LLC, whether um, one could do a rollover of 401ks to an IRA, which is always a super popular question, and inherited IRAs. How can you open an account with an inherited IRA from a non-spouse? So really excited about today's episode, um, and let's get going. First question is from Tom H. of Reno, Nevada. Tom wants to know, is an IRA LLC a disregarded entity? It's a great question. This is not an IRA question. This is actually more of a LLC question. So here in a nutshell is the answer. If an LLC is owned by one party, an individual, an entity, trust, one party, it is treated as a disregarded entity for tax purposes. That's the default. Okay, you can technically treat it as a corp if you file like an 8832 election, check the box, but technically the default is if an LLC is owned by one party, could be an entity, could be an individual, it's treated as a disregarded entity for tax purposes. That means it's a tax, nothing. From a legal corporate standpoint, you still have the limited liability protection, although some states don't offer single member LLCs limited liability protection, for example, Florida, whereas other states like New York do. Um, But in general, a single member LLC is given limited liability protection, is respected as a corporate entity from a state entity perspective. However, from a federal tax standpoint, it's treated as a disregarded entity. It does not file its own tax return. You report the single member LLC income on a Schedule C for an individual or on your respective tax return if you are a non-individual. So the income from the single member LLC will flow into your Schedule C on your 1040 and you will report it as such. Now, if you're an IRA that owns a single member LLC, IRAs don't file tax returns, right? They're tax exempt trusts, just like 401k. So if a IRA owns a single member LLC, there's no federal tax return, right? It doesn't file a 1040. There's no Schedule C for an IRA. It's not a taxpayer. The LLC doesn't file a tax return because it's a single member LLC treated as a disregarded entity. So you have a situation where there's no tax reporting. Now, some states require you to file franchise uh, reports like Texas or California, um, but from a federal income tax standpoint, a disregarded entity is a single member LLC, whether the owner is an IRA or an individual. Now, an LLC with two or more owners is treated as a partnership for federal income tax purposes, still a flow through, obviously still has limited liability protection, but a multiple member LLC needs to file a 1065 partnership return as well as a state partnership return. So if you're an IRA, it's much, much, much cleaner to be a single member LLC because you have no tax filing requirements with the IRS. Although 
depending on where you are, where the property is located, i.e. Florida, you may not avail yourself of limited liability protection for the LLC, but you still will get the tax flow treatment and also more privacy and anonymity because the investment's in the name of an LLC and not in the IRA name. So great question, Tom. Uh, I get this a lot and it's nothing to you know feel bad about. This is a you know tax legal question. It's a question tax attorneys, accountants know. It's it's just not something that you know you'll fall off a tree and into your head. So so don't worry. Um, it seems like a basic question, but it's not, and it's a really good question. Twitter, second question is from Twitter. Can I move my 401k into a self-directed IRA? So this is a very broad question. And it is actually a lot more complicated than it sounds. So you would think if you have a 401k at a job, right? You work at Apple or Tesla or IRA Financial, you would say, okay, it's my 401k. Why should I not be able to move it, right? It's my money. I can move my IRA anywhere I want. What's the deal? Well, believe it or not, 401k plans have different rules than IRAs. They're taxed under 401 versus 408 for IRAs. They're also potentially subject to ERISA if there are more than one non-owner employee. So what's the deal? So in a nutshell, this is the rule. If you are under the age of 59 and a half and you're currently employed, you're more likely than not not going to be able to access your 401k funds for rollover or even for a distribution. That means if you are under 59 and a half and you are still currently employed and you have not rolled any retirement assets into the plan, you're pretty much stuck. You cannot do a rollover to an IRA. And there's $500 billion or so of rollovers each year to an IRA. So it's a very, very popular way to transfer funds into an IRA. Now there's $13 trillion of IRA funds out there. So obviously there's lots of IRA money. Rollovers is the most popular way of getting money into an IRA. Although hard to believe, I know, but not everyone can do it. So the most popular ways of triggering rollovers over 59 and a half, or you leave your job. If you work at Tesla and then quit Tesla to go work at GM or Ford, no matter your age, you have what's called a triggering event. And at that point you can port your 401k funds to an IRA, you can leave it at your current employer, or you can, in some cases, take it to your new employer. Why do people like doing IRAs? Way more flexibility than 401ks. In most 401k plans, even IRA financial, there's only a certain amount of investments you're able to do. Most of them are mutual funds or ETFs. In most cases, you cannot even buy individual stocks, let alone real estate or cryptos or precious metals or private placements, pre-IPO stock. That's out of the question. So that's why IRAs are so popular because you have more control, you have flexibility, you can take distributions any way, anytime you want. Even if you're under 59 and a half, you'll pay a 10% penalty in tax, but you can still do it. Whereas a 401k, you can't. Now, an exception to the triggering rules is hardship. If you can show medical or education or financial, and it's not as easy as just saying, I need the money to go pay for a vacation to uh, Cancun, you really need to show um, the trustee or plan administrator that you've taken a loan under the plan, you've done everything you could, and now you uh, want to apply for a financial hardship, that will allow you to pull the money out of a 401k plan, but you still pay tax. So no 10% penalty, you would get access to the fund, but no tax. So it's way more difficult to get access to 401k funds. It's always a shocker to people when they hear this. They just can't believe it that they just don't have access 
to their 401k funds anytime they want, much like an IRA, but those are the rules and the rules are intended to protect you from yourself, basically force you to keep those funds invested in the plan, the intense good. It's frustrating that you don't have access to your own retirement money, but hey, it's for your retirement. It's not um, for um, your, your 30s or 40s or even mid 50s. So it's the rules, got to deal with it. But I wanted to address it on um, today's podcast video because it's super important. People don't understand it and they get frustrated. And in some cases, they actually plan on that rollover when they're budgeting. And then they go to their plan administrator and the plan administrator tells them, you're 42 years old, you still work here. Sorry, Joe, sorry, Jane, can't do it. And that throws their financial planning uh, into a tsunami of, of trouble. So just um, beware of that. So thanks for that question that came from Twitter. And if you have questions, you can hit us up on YouTube at IRA Financial, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and also info at IRA Financial. Just put Ask Adam or um, Adam Bergman or Adam Live, or it'll come to me, don't worry. I have 100 plus questions in queue. So I'm getting great questions from all of you, um, which I really appreciate, a lot of fun. Third question from YouTube. This is, a, this is an interesting one. I actually had to research with IRA Financial Trust in our ops because I actually didn't even know the answer to this. Yeah, there are things I don't know. Believe it or not, even tax lawyers of 20 years still um, need to research things. I have an inherited IRA and an irrevocable trust. Can I open a self-directed IRA with IRA Financial? So the answer is yes. The question was, hey, do you open an IRA or do you actually open the account in the name of the trust? I didn't know the answer, right? Because it's not super popular for people to have IRAs in an irrevocable trust. It happens for an estate planning tool where um, a parent, for example, may leave an IRA to a child or a non-spouse and put it into a trust. Prior to the SECURE Act, which was passed December 2019, there is a way to do stretch IRAs, okay, where you can stretch it out based on, on uh, the beneficiary's age over a long period of time, so the beneficiary had more time to take a distribution. The trust rules kind of limited that in some case, but still, there were situations where people set up irrevocable trusts to hold the IRA. Also, in the case of um, you know, children that are uh, under 18, um, parents, God forbid they did pass at an earlier age, wanted to make sure there was a trustee there that could make sure the kids were taking out the IRAs responsibly or um, doing things right, uh, at least uh, in compliance with the parents' wishes under the trust documentation. So there were cases and there are cases. We, we have, I think it's under like 40. Um, I, I actually didn't know the answer. So I spoke to someone in our ops department and new accounts and they said, yeah, Adam, we do it. It's not popular. We open the account actually in the name of the trust, okay, not in the name of the IRA. And then we're able to um, have the assets move to us, whether it's cash or real estate in kind, soon stocks with our partnership with Fidelity. And then through IRA Financial, you can do cryptos, you can do real estate, soon you'll be able to do Fidelity, um, uh, ETFs and soon stocks. So you'll have one place, one account, one fee for all your IRA investments, which is my goal. That's my dream. That's what I built this company to have one source for all your IRA investments. And we're getting there. In the next year, it will be there. This 2022 will be the year. So um, great question from YouTube. Thank you. And if you're um, still thinking about setting up that self-directed IRA, 
love to work with you. So thank you. Thanks to Tom. Thanks to the uh, individual from Twitter. Again, I, I don't use names in a lot of cases because sometimes when they come from Twitter or YouTube, it's like handles. So, uh, and if I don't have permission to use the name, I, I won't. Um, so FYI, if, if you don't want your name used, don't worry. Just don't, don't worry. I won't, I won't use it unless you uh, ask for your name to be using the questions. Um, otherwise, that's it. Another episode of Ad Mail in the mail. <laughs> so um, appreciate you guys watching. If you're doing it on YouTube, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple or SoundCloud, appreciate it. Um, and um, come back next week. We'll have, we'll have three great, great questions, I promise. So have a wonderful day um, and uh, be safe and talk to everyone again next week. Thank you.